everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, it's Mark K from the Mark K Show. You hear me every weekday morning from 10 a.m. to noon on 104.5 WOKV, Jacksonville's News and Talk. First of all, thanks for listening to the Mark K Show podcast. Second, if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe to the Burrish Daily Discussion podcast and Jacksonville's morning news interviews. And don't forget to head to iTunes and Google Play and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. So, Quaker is going to get rid of Aunt Jemima. Good grief. <laughs> Thanks, Charlie Brown. 855-765-1045. And by the way, is Quaker... Uh, offensive as well because it's making fun of you know religious freedoms or something. It, 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 who knows? What's who next? Knows? The mason jar? Oh, the mason jar. We have to rename that because the masons. Yeah, the Masonic people are uh, are uh, the Illuminati. We'll call it some. Just call it a jar. Why don't you just do that? Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. It is whatever you want Wednesday today, and we'll talk a little bit about the Angemima. The Angemima story. It's a couple of weird stories. Now, like I said, we're just getting into more and more of the more and more of the ridiculous when it comes to there there comes a point where you uh you protest everything and you hate everything and you want everything changed and you're just like free like cancel everything everything's canceled and there comes a point when you start to struggle for legitimate things to attack uh you know statues of 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 slave owners okay i could see how that could be um a point of contention you know when you talk about you know when you talk about police forces who are 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 you know overly uh um you know strong arming uh, minority groups yeah you definitely want to take a look at that syrup syrup is <laughs> is offensive now and, and a syrup company by the way which has already gone through a major anti-racial overhaul America, the, the Aunt Jemima syrup bottle of today is way different of the Aunt Jemima, than the uh, Aunt Jemima syrup bottle when I was a kid. When I was a kid, Aunt Jemima looked more like the uh, the stereotype that they were fighting against. They gave her an update. You know, she no longer wears anything on her head. She has this new haircut. She had nice big earrings. Um, but apparently the whole company, after like 120 years of producing Aunt Jemima syrup, apparently it's so mired in racism and it's so mired in uh, in, in in stereotypes that they're going to rebrand everything. I don't even know what they're going to do. But they, they said we're getting rid of the Aunt Jemima character. We're going to get rid of the name. We're rebranding it. Maybe, maybe, maybe the same committee that's renaming the schools in the Duval County school system can help to work to rename the Aunt Jemima syrup. Or they should have a contest maybe to, uh, you know, like, to, what would you name a syrup? Like, I don't know, Sticky Delight or, or um, you know, Yummy yummy Pancake Coating? I, there's got to be some better name for it. But that's their new quest uh, to find a new name for Aunt Jemima. And it's my kids' favorite syrup. My, my wife has tried to get my kids to eat organic syrup. We've tried to get, like, real Vermont maple syrup, which isn't cheap. We bought this syrup once. I was like, I, I want to get, like, you know, good, wholesome syrup for my kids. It was like $12 a bottle. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I could get scotch for less than this. 
But, uh, but you know, I bought this bottle of syrup. My kids hated it. They only like Aunt Jemima. They don't even like the Publix brand. They don't like the knockoffs. They're not big log cabin fans. It's all Aunt Jemima or nothing. Um, and now I have to go home and say, hey, kids, there's no more Aunt Jemima syrup. They're getting rid of it, um, which maybe then I can get them to eat something something a little more organic. 855-765-1045. Also, don't... What'd you want to say? I just saw this uh, comment on Twitch to rename Aunt Jemima. Yeah. They can rename it Aunt Tifa. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny. I know, that's funny, right? That's good. See, I love our Twitch audience. Yeah. Uh, our Twitch audience, our Facebook family. Eagle. Uh, we have people on YouTube who are very nice and very generous. And uh, for those of you that are streaming today, listen, we have, this is all your show. To, I'm going to shut up here in just a minute. couple things I wanted to comment on. One of them is the school system changes here in Duval County and what names we should decide to use because it was a unanimous vote. The schools will be re, uh, the names will be rechanged or will be changed, not rechanged. No, they're going to be changed from what they are from, uh, Robert E. Lee and, and, uh, God, I, f- I forget all the other ones. Um, I think there's a Stonewall Jackson or something, right? And then the Aunt Jemima Sierra, but also Domino's Pizza under attack for something that happened eight years ago. Something that happened eight years ago. Kaylee McEnany, you know her, she's the, um, she's the White House press secretary. And she, when she was, I, I don't even know how old she is now, but eight years ago in 2012, before she was the press secretary for anything, before she was, uh, before she was even in politics, before Donald Trump was president, before Donald Trump had even announced that he was going to be president. This happened eight years ago. It was in the midst, right in the middle of the Obama administration. She tweeted out on November 8th, 2012, fun fact, Domino's is way better than any New York City pizza. And Domino's Pizza, also on November 8th, 2012, tweeted back, that's one heck of a compliment, Kaylee McEnany. Thanks for the love. Hashtag we appreciate it. Then yesterday, (laughs) yesterday, Rick Wilson who you may remember Rick Wilson. He was one of the guys being interviewed with Don Lemon about six months ago when they called. They basically were making fun of Donald Trump supporters and pretending that they were hillbillies and rednecks, and they started talking these really offensive voices. He's one of those. He's a never-Trumper. He's a never-Trumper. He's a Republican, sort of. He's from Florida, which is really annoying, but he is one of the staunchest never-Trumpers ever in life. He hates Donald Trump. And he hates his party for supporting Donald Trump. So he yesterday retweeted an eight-year-old back and forth between Kaylee McEnany and Domino's Pizza and wrote, you just killed your brand. Hashtag E-T-T-D. Which, uh, do you know what E-T-T-D means, by the way? E-T-D-E? E-T-T-D. E-T-T-D. Yeah, he wrote... Yeah, every you, taco tastes delicious. No, but that would be great. Everything... Uh, every, hold on. <laughs> what is <laughs> now it? Now you're thinking about tacos. It's every Trump thing dies or something. Everything Trump touches dies. That's it. Everything Trump touches dies. And so he's basically saying because Kaylee McEnany uh, paid a compliment to Domino's Pizza and called them better than any New York pizza, she's now killed the brand. Little did he realize... This was from eight years ago. So Domino's shot back. Welp, it's unfortunate that thanking a customer for a compliment back in 2012 would be viewed as political. Guess that's 2020 for you. And now uh, now people are thinking about canceling Domino's. I think we should order Domino's. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm like, look, I don't even know if they're open. When do they open? 11? 
We should probably do that. We should, in support of Domino's, we should order some Domino's pizza today and have it delivered here to the station because it's just getting so ridiculous. Rick Wilson attacking Domino's pizza and Kaylee McEnany. Everybody else attacking Quaker Oats and Aunt Jemima syrup. The school's being rechanged. There's so much going on in this one little time span. Some of it, I understand. I understand how, how you know, maybe change is good. Maybe it's time to move forward from something. Other stuff? Uh, 855-765-1045 is our number. And once again, today is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want to talk about, we will talk about it. Whether it's about the RNC coming to town and your coronavirus fears, whether it's about the beach bars reclosing, whether it's about, uh, you know, Donald Trump in Tulsa, Tulsa. Now, the newspaper in Tulsa slamming Donald Trump saying, we don't want you here. Nothing good can come from your visit, which is odd because the one million people who registered from ticket for tickets obviously do want him there. And so, uh, you know, everyone, every time everything, anything happens in politics, everybody, it seems, is taking a stand. Nothing can, there is no common ground on anything anymore. 855-765-1045. Hey, uh, Susie in Middleburg. Susie, good morning. How are you? Hey, Mark. Doing real good. How about yourself? Doing real good, Susie. Uh, what do you want to say today? Well, what do you think I want to say today? I know what you want to say, but I want to hear you say it. It's Trump Day! Oh, look at that. Wow, she got... She got I some, think they're growing. She got, like, some backup she chairs She's an employee today. now. That was good. <laughs> She's expanding. Susie from Middleburg, so big she has interns. That's great. Uh, it is Trump Day. It's whatever you want Wednesday. It's time for you to take over this show. What's on your mind? 855-765-1045. Or you can leave us an open mic message if you prefer. That's free of charge in the free 104.5 WOKV mobile app, which is available in your app store. Quick break. More of the market show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Well, they're going to remove Aunt Jemima. Quaker better remove the word Quaker because that's a racial term as well. Slippery slope, buddies. Slippery slope. Is Quaker a racial term? Is that a race of people? I thought that was just like, you know, people in funny hats. That uh, It's a religious term. Yeah, it's a religious term, so it's not a racial term. So I guess it's, you know, Quaker. Uh, we talked about the Mason Jar, which is, you know, like a secret society. Uh, all kinds of things, I guess, we could just start going after. Um, but, you know, it, it, we, we don't know when it's going to stop. 855-765-1045. Someone else said Uncle Ben's. It's Uncle Ben's um, races, which I don't you know. I don't know. It's, I don't even it, you, you, I'm not really the person to ask because I don't walk through the grocery store with a list, you know, looking for things that don't offend me. I just look for things that are on sale, number one. And that, uh, you know, have a low calorie count. 855-765-105. I get offended by some of the foods. I'm like, wait a minute. Ho-Ho's have 348 calories? That offends me. Come on, what? Oh, that's like a third of my daily intake. 855-765-1045 uh, is the number. This is Matt in St. Augustine. Matt, hi, how are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, thanks for taking my call. What I'm about to tell you is absolutely true. Uh -oh. I have four children. You have four children. Four children. I believe it. Madison, Madison, Mason, Reagan, and Jackson. I have to now rename all of them, and of course Reagan because he's a white racist, but all of the others are founders of the country or slave owners, and I have to rename all of them, and I am just stuck as what are four appropriate names for my children. Yeah, that... Clearly, I have to rename them. Otherwise, I can't go outside the house. What was it? Madison? What was it? Madison, Reagan? Jackson. Mad Madison, Mason, Reagan, and Jackson. Madison. George Mason, George Mason. Reagan, and Andrew Jackson. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, good luck with it. You know what's a great name and totally unoffensive is Mark. 
I was that was a great Mark, name, and you can uh, use it for a boy or a girl. So that's a good well, one too. Mark and Mark Mark is what a hair lip dog says. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. <laughs> Lloyd in Jacksonville. Hey, Lloyd, how are you? Good today. How are you doing, Mark? Great. We apologize to anyone out there who has a hair lip. That was uh, that was our caller, not us that made that joke. Lloyd, uh, thanks so <laughs> thank you for calling. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Well, about Saturday night, I was sipping on some of my favorite whiskey and pondering uh, the neighborhood here. I, I live uh, about three blocks from Lee High School. Yeah. You know, Robert E. Lee High School. No, I know the one. It's yeah, in the I news a lot, to, yeah. Yeah, I tried to come up with what may what really says uh, about that school more than anything. It's a rock and roll southern rock band called Leonard Skinner. And uh, the urban legacy has it that the school was named after, the band was named after their PE teacher. Do you know that story? No, I hadn't heard that one. No, I was, uh, that the, the Leonard Skinner was named after their PE teacher at Robert E. Lee High School. Yes, and he used to give them a hard time about their long long hair back then. Yeah, of course. And uh, and uh, so that's how they got the name Leonard Skinner. Huh? You the know, old PE teacher. Yeah, no, that's I didn't I hadn't uh, I hadn't heard that one. Um, I all be honest with you, this is the I didn't know Leonard Skinner went to high school. I'm gonna be I'm, I thought like all the best uh, bands just dropped out and uh, you know hit the hit the road. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We appreciate it. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. This is Daniel in California. How you doing, Daniel? Hi, good morning, Mark. Uh, first, a big thanks to you and your staff for getting the truth out each and every day. I really appreciate it. It's very important. Well, my staff and I, thank you. And I have a quick quote and a quick question. Okay, all right, go. Hit me, hit me with both. Quick quote. The white liberal is the worst enemy to America and the worst enemy to the black man. He is only a pawn in the hand of the white liberal. And who said this? Malcolm X. Yeah, I've heard that one's been making the rounds on the uh, on the Instagram. What was your question? So the question is, do you think that corporations are making a tactical error right now by bending the knee and placating to the BLM movement in order to save millions and billions of dollars of revenue in the short term? Because if Trump wins, are people going to say, hey, let's start looking at these companies who abandoned us completely during a time of need? Uh, you know what? I think that. I think that that's an interesting question. I think a lot of people think that. But the one thing we know about Donald Trump and much probably to his chagrin at times is that he is not a vindictive person. Donald Trump does not hold grudges. Donald Trump is one of those people legitimately that is just in it so that every single American can have a better life and a stronger life and make more money. A couple of examples of that. First example is Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is a guy that holds every that he takes everything personally. He holds grudges and he never lets them go. Donald Trump does not hold a grudge. And Mitt Romney is a perfect example. When Donald Trump, by the way, yesterday was the five year anniversary of Donald Trump coming down the escalator. It was the Trump anniversary of him announcing that he was running for president. And everybody laughed and scoffed and pointed fingers and said, nothing's ever going to become of this. This isn't a serious thing. And then, lo and behold, he started to rise in the polls. Then he started to, to win uh, primaries. Then he got the nomination, and boom, Hillary Clinton, she was history. And Donald Trump became the 45th president of the United States. Five years ago yesterday, that happened at Trump Tower in New York City. And Mitt Romney, from the get-go, was just over the moon angry. He went. He literally called a press conference. I remember I was driving in my car, and I listened to Mitt Romney give a speech blasting Donald Trump for I don't even know what reason, other, no other reason than just the fact that Mitt Romney didn't like him, trying to persuade people 
that Donald Trump would be the worst thing to ever happen to this country. Donald Trump attacked him back. Donald Trump said how he was a loser. They went into this whole tit for tat. And then when Donald Trump won, what did he do? He invited Mitt Romney to the White House and said, how can we work together? Maybe you can help. And Mitt Romney came out and said, you know what? I think that Donald Trump actually has some good ideas. I think we could work together. I think he is good for America. And Donald Trump buried the hatchet. He understands politics. Donald Trump's not an idiot. He gets what happens during a campaign. But Mitt Romney doesn't. And Mitt Romney, as soon as he became senator, turned on Donald Trump because he had a personal vendetta. Donald Trump doesn't have personal vendettas. Donald, if a company, if a company doesn't support him or does something to placate the Democrats now, Donald Trump will be like, fine, placate the Democrats, you're a loser. But once the econ, once he wins re-election, if that company needs a boost or if that company needs an incentive to keep jobs in America, if helping that company helps Americans, Donald Trump won't care who they supported in the general election. As long as he's president, that company and everyone who voted against him, every Democrat, is going to get him his help if it helps to make America great again. Great question, Daniel. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. Uh, or you can leave us an open mic message if there's something you want to say today. Duval County Schools has enough money in the coffers to afford to change the names of all these schools. Then they don't need a tax increase. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about that half penny tax increase over the next 15 years that they wanted to uh, pay for all the refurbishing of the schools. If yeah, I mean look, here's the thing. If they if you're going to change the name of the schools, are you then going to levy that tax still? Does that include part of the the um does the rebranding it can it, it include part of that refurbishment fund that they're um that they're looking to taxes on come November? I mean look, I was against that from the get-go. Uh so I still say vote no on that. If they you know, there's plenty of ways for schools to raise money and while we're changing things, why don't we change our taxes? Why don't you start getting some corporate sponsors? Uh, you know, like, for example, the new Qu- Quaker Oats to promote their new rebranded syrup, which was Aunt Jemima, but will now be something, you know, more racially sensitive uh, and, and, and you know, welcoming. They should then have a massive campaign in the school system, pay money for product placement, that kind of thing. And it's a win-win. We can have better schools. We can rename them and they can advertise their new syrup. I mean, I, there should be there should be tons of corporate branding in the school systems. But for whatever reason, whatever reason, uh, we've 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 just always carried the burden. And you can see what happens to the public school system when you leave it to the taxpayers. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. This is uh, Jorge in Lake City. Hi, Jorge. How are you? Jorge, you there? And I have, yeah. Hey, man, how you doing? What's up? I'm doing great. Hey, you have a great show, and I've called in a few other times, and you've always been great, and you've listened. Sometimes you've listened to me, and you're left in my ideas. But, hey, look, I'm a Latino, you know? Yeah. I grew up in Texas. I went to a high school named Robert E. Lee High, the famous Robert E. Lee High in Baytown, Texas. Nobody, That school is filled with black people, and those people – love that school they're so proud of that name and the tradition that that school carries it's not the average american that's trying to change the name there's an agenda that these politicians it's a, like a dark government so to call if you want to call it that and they've infiltrated 
what you want to call the Black Lives Matter, they hijacked this great movement that was supposed to be an epic um, thing happening. And now our Americans aren't smart enough to recognize that their movement has been stolen and taken away from them. And now it's being used for this dangerous thing. If our Americans don't recognize what's going on, somebody is trying to destroy our country from within. And we need to wake up and understand that we do not need to stand by and watch this evil thing happen. Our country was birthed in violence and bloodshed. We are a country of strong people. We need to stop being weak and we need to recognize and push back on these groups who are not even as big as we think they are. They're small, but they just make a lot of noise. We need to stand up for our American rights and what is truly our American rights, not what everybody else is saying that it is. They're twisting it and perverting it. America is a great country, and we have great people here, and we need to start standing up to these group of people and pushing back. Jorge, that, well said, and I appreciate you calling in and saying that. And, you, you, I mean, you bring up a lot of great points. And for those people that don't understand, the name of your high school or who your high school was named after does not – does not change who you are as a person. I'll give you a great example. I went to, I grew up in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, a, a city that was named for cigarettes. And I went to R.J. Reynolds High School, a man who literally brought tobacco, uh, you know, into the forefront and made smoking as big and as popular as this. The R.J. Reynolds brand, I mean, they're responsible for, gosh, I don't know how many how many health problems in the uh, in the country? But the school to this day is still named R.J. Reynolds High School, even though you cannot smoke anywhere on campus. And they made that very clear to us when I was there. And I don't feel like I'm a, a worse person or I could be a better person if I went to a, a different school named after somebody who, you know, didn't create a product that killed, killed millions of Americans. You know, I just thought I loved my school. Where do you go? I, I go to Reynolds. Oh, yay. Uh, you know, another thing is our mascot was the demon. You know, when I grew up Catholic, still am. And I, I didn't bat an eyelash going out there and cheering for the demons every Friday. Go demons. Yeah, we love the demons. I didn't think I would wear shirts that say, you know, demons to church and to church socials and things like that. So it was uh, it was definitely it was definitely something that <laughs> it was definitely something that was not thought of uh, by the people that attend the school. You know, or the people that eat the syrup or the people that that, you know, I don't know, walk by the statue every day. Only when an organization brings attention to it, does it become evil, which you pointed out, Jorge, which brings me to your second point, which is someone's behind it. And it's true. Somebody is behind it. There is this is a well financed organization. You don't get this much social uprising. You don't get this many coordinated attacks. You don't get this kind of uh, widespread protest without significant financial backing. And there's a there's a theory going around. I'm not going to call it a conspiracy theory because I happen to believe that there's it, it holds a lot of water that if you look at the two people. If you look at the two people who benefit from this kind of stuff, with this kind of animosity, you have to look at the Democratic Party, but not just the American Democratic Party. You have to look at the leftists worldwide. And the king of the worldwide leftists is George Soros, who's a billionaire, hates America, hates capitalism, ironically, hates all everything that we stand for, hates the Republican Party, hates Donald Trump. And for years, he has had his players in positions of power. He's been able to buy influence. 
here in this country. He's been able to go in and give the Clintons, for example, millions of dollars, put them in positions of power in the government, in New York state politics, in the presidency. He was able to help Barack Obama do the same thing. He was trying his darndest, everyone was, to help and to finance Hillary Clinton's campaign for presidency. Not because he thought it was time for this, uh, the first female president of the United States, not because her policies were better uh, than anyone else's policies, but because with her in place as president, he would have control over the entire country. You know, he holds the purse strings. And the Clinton Foundation now, they are they are a great way for him to get money into the United States. I mean, if you think about it, these wealthy international donors that donate to the Clinton Foundation and then the Clinton Foundation who gives their money to all of these charitable entities like Antifa and Black Lives Matter and all these other – I mean, this is how you basically – Funnel money from international leftist socialist entities into the American political system and make change. Because we know that the average person that goes out there with a sign isn't being paid by George Soros. But the people who are throwing brick spot through the windows and the people that are bringing Molotov cocktails to the party and the people who wrap their faces in black cloths so that their parents don't see them on the Internet and ground them forever and take away their cell phones, those people are getting paid. Those people are organized. Those people are trained. I mean, that's how come that's how come there can be 20 days of straight protests, because there's a lot of people that are profiting off of it. And the same people that profit off of it, the same wealthy influencers, the George Soroses, the Rupert Murdochs, these are the same people that own the media companies. And a lot of the media companies, guess what? They're getting a boost in the ratings. They're getting a lot more clicks on their websites. They're getting a lot more dollars. They're getting a lot more of your money going into the, their pockets because this this controversy that has been created, every one of them, not just the riots and the looting, but now the statues coming down, the renaming of the schools, Aunt Jemima, every time they write a story about this, they get a click. And that click means pennies in their pocket. So the more clicks, the richer they get. And the more controversies, the more clicks. It is. I mean, you want to talk about something that's systematic. Sure, we can talk about systematic racism. Why don't we start talking about systematic corruption? Because that's what this basically is. And the one person, the one person who's not involved in any of it is the person getting all the blame for it. And that's Donald Trump. But like Jorge said, people are starting to realize it. 855 765 1045. Quick break. It's whatever you want Wednesday today. We got some more open mics lined up. We're going to get those to you in just a minute. More of your phone calls as well. Plus, I believe we have a $50 Bonefish gift card we're going to give away sometime before the end of the day. So stay tuned. It's the Mark Show on 104.5 WOKV. All these late night hosts are just pissed off because 800,000 people signed up for Trump's rally in Tulsa. And Joe Biden couldn't fill the Sanford Civic Center if he tried. Also, their bosses won't let them go back to work. Donald Trump can go to Tulsa and fill an arena with a million people. Well, or at least have a million people want to get into a 20,000-seat arena. And Jimmy Kimmel uh, isn't allowed to leave his house. (laughs) 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. It is whatever you want Wednesday. So whatever you want today, uh, we will talk about. This is Jim in Ponte Vedra. How you doing, Jim? Thanks so much for calling the Mark Show. Hi, Mark. Uh, this is Jim from Ponte Vedra. Yeah. Uh, no, I just, just said that. Yeah. Down a couple couple of years ago from Manassas, Virginia. Oh, yeah. Uh, during that time, 
we had Paul Ryan as the Speaker of the House. During what time? The time you moved down from Manassas, Virginia? That's correct. Oh, okay. And also the first two years of Donald Trump's presidency. So because they were all for themselves, the establishment Republicans, Mm -hmm. they allowed Nancy Pelosi to take, uh, assume the gavel because of it. Because most of them quit because they couldn't work with the president. Right. So here, here we are today in all this turmoil. We've seen what Nancy has done. So the Republicans are biting at the bit, wanting to get back in power. But we, the people, need to make sure they don't go back and do what they did to us in 2016. Um, you're, you're right about that. There's no way. Here's the thing. There's no way to control any political party. Uh, and, and that's a problem for, especially with the House of Representatives, because there's the problem with the House of Representatives, and people always complain about this when they talk about Nancy Pelosi, is that they're elected locally. And they're supposed to, they're supposed to be focused on their local district. Like Nancy Pelosi, she's supposed to go to Washington, D.C., and she's supposed to vote on things and introduce legislation and run the country so that the people in her district in San Francisco have better lives. But she doesn't care about them except when it comes time to collect the checks. All she cares about is as much power as she can get. And there are, yeah, there are a handful of people who, like, for example, John Rutherford. I believe John Rutherford, when he goes to Washington, has Duval County uh, and the interests of the people here in Duval County. I mean, they're they're his primary goal. I don't feel like he's up there just trying to get on a committee uh, seat or, or chairmanship of a committee so that he can get more power and he can get invited to more parties and he can get, you know, backroom deals. Maybe, but it doesn't seem from his record that that's what's happening. The problem with people like Paul Ryan, you're right, is that Paul Ryan, first of all, the big problem with Paul Ryan is that he didn't even want the job to begin with. And they talked him into it. And I always tell people, if you have to convince somebody to take a job, they are the wrong person for that job. If if you have to if they give you ultimatums like, well, OK, I will do this job, but on these certain conditions, they're not it, especially when that job is as important as Speaker of the House of Representatives. And that that job, the the Republican majority was doomed to fail from the moment John Boehner met with the Pope, started crying, stepped down, gave the job to Paul Ryan, who didn't want it anyway. We knew that we were going to lose the House of Representatives. It was a foregone conclusion. And, yeah, the Republicans who didn't want to deal with Trump or the Republicans who didn't want to deal with the political turmoil or fallout or just didn't have the cojones for it, they all left. And some of them left the way for other Republicans to come and take their seat. Others left us in the lurch. And some of those seats were lost. And what we need to realize now is that the only what's happening in the Republican Party is there is just as much turmoil and tumult and there is just as much change as is happening in the Democratic Party. In the Democratic Party, you had all of these leftist, socialist, communists come in like the squad, like AOC and Ilhan Omar. And they said, we love Bernie Sanders. And we are going to we don't care what Nancy Pelosi says. We are the squad and we are going to do what we want. And we want green new deals and we want free money. We want a universal basic income. We want all that. And we don't care if it's too left. We don't care if it's too far left for you. That's what we want. And Nancy Pelosi got scared. So uh, so what they do, they cut Bernie's head off. 
They're like, well, okay, we've got all these these crazy nutcases in the Congress now. They already have too much power. We can't go full left or we're going to lose the presidency. Let's get rid of Bernie and bring in Joe Biden. But on the Republican side, you've got the same thing happening. And this isn't the first time. The last time this happened, we got the Tea Party. And the Tea Party was a group of angry, conservative Republicans who said enough. Our party does nothing. Our party does not stay true to its ideals. Our party is not conservative. Our party goes to Washington and gets scared of the media and gets scared of the Democrats and kowtows and as a result gets nothing done. The Democrats, they aren't scared of the media because they are the media. They can do and say whatever they want. They can they can introduce any crazy legislation like like knocking on doors and taking everyone's guns away or having abortions after the baby's born. They can do all of that stuff because they control the narrative. They just write a memo, give it to the media and say, here's what you're saying. Say why this is great. The Democrat, the Republicans don't have that. The Republicans, no matter what they do, they're going to get negative press. And most of them can't handle it. But the Tea Party Republicans came in and said, we don't care about the media. We don't care about the Democrats. And the Tea Party Republicans are the reason we have someone like Donald Trump today. And when you have someone leading the party who doesn't give a rat's patootie about the media, who doesn't care what other Republicans think, who only cares about doing what they were elected to do by the people who elected them to do it. When you have someone like that in charge at the top, change is going to come. And yes, all of these never-Trumpers, they're going to go. All of these rhinos, they're going to go. And you're going to have a new Tea Party that is even more Tea Partier than the original Tea Party. 855-765-1045. Both of the sides of the aisle, they're not coming together. They're pushing each other way farther out to the edge. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show on the way. Stay tuned. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. This is the Mark K Show. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Uh, we've got Andrew on the line in St. Mary's. Hi, Andrew. Uh, welcome to Whatever You Want Wednesday, Andrew. How are you? Good. Oh, good. Good. What's up, man? What do you want to say? I got a new name for the Antimama Syrup. Uh-oh. Yeah. White people syrup. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, th- thanks, thanks for calling. We're going <laughs> to uh, start. We're going to want to screen those calls. Uh, this is this is Chris in Phoenix, Arizona. How you doing, Chris? Hey, good, Mark. How are you today? Good. What do you want to say? Hey, so I want to talk about uh, the Black Lives Matter Um website yeah and why the democrats want to push black lives matter so much um so if you go onto the black lives website to look around and let's say you want to donate all of a sudden when you donate on the url it actually jumps over to a group called act blue Mm -hmm. act blue is a big democratic fundraising um campaign and grassroots and what they do is they actually give money to the democrats sure they're top recipients of this year alone have gotten close to $550 million. So it benefits, and it it makes sense that the Democrats want to push Black Lives Matters and all these protests and everything because everybody goes in, donates money, and they get money on top of it. Yeah, they you know, contributed it, since, it, since 2007, they've contributed over a trillion dollars to the Democrats. Yeah, 
And, you know, it is really it. I didn't realize it was that much. I knew it was a lot. Listen, it, it really is something that I think a lot of people would be saddened to learn or just don't realize, especially young people who are really they're They're full of passion and they just want change in America. But they don't realize that politics is a business and change is a business and activism is a business. And you're right about that. Anytime if you can get people riled up and passionate about something and they go to your website and make a donation, if you can somehow if you can get enough people angry enough and riled up enough to give enough money and you get a percentage of that money, then you're probably going to want those people to be angry and riled up, aren't you? I mean, you're probably going to you're probably going to be like, you know what, the the angrier (laughs) the angrier people are, the more money they're going to give. And if I get a percentage of that. Why it behooves me actually to have people upset about something, to have people out there demanding change or or, you know, being politically active Uh, because because, you know, I I profit off of it and I can go out and, you know, buy expensive wine and Lamborghinis and things like that. So, yes, there is an aspect to this that is definitely financial and it's a big aspect. And Donald Trump being a billionaire in his own right, being in a, uh, a real estate mogul, owning golf clubs around the world. And no matter what they tell you about Donald Trump, don't I mean, he's wealthy. He's wealthy. I don't know how much money he has exactly, but neither does anyone else. You know, we, we haven't seen his taxes, nor should we. But the fact of the matter is, Donald Trump doesn't need to profit off of politics. Uh, Donald Trump profited off of off of everything else beforehand. When he leaves politics, he'll be fine. His family will be well taken care of. They have a business. They have corporations. The, the people that come into politics looking to make a buck, those are the ones you need to be really careful of. Barack Obama came into politics. He had nothing. He was broke. He became a senator. He was a senator for, God, I don't even know what, like a day. Then he became president for eight years. Now he has $150 million. Okay, You have to be wary of somebody who has no money one day, enters politics, and leaves a multimillionaire. Because they're not creating a business. They're not building anything. They're not selling anything. They are profiting off of their politics. They are selling their their politics. They're basically selling their morals and their beliefs. And they're selling out their constituency. That's what Barack Obama has done. That's what the Clintons, I mean, they're the, they're the classic case. Probably nobody has done this to the extent in the history of, of this country uh, more so than the Clintons. The Clinton Foundation. When 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 uh, uh, Hillary Clinton was running for president, when she was running for president in 2015, I'm sorry, 2016, when she was running for president that year, 2016, the Clinton Foundation for candidate Clinton, who everyone thought was going to be president, made over two hundred and fifty million dollars in donations, two hundred and fifty million dollars in donations to the Clinton Foundation. Why? Because those people were currying political favor with the person they felt was going to be the future president of the United States. So in the end, at the end of the day, if you gave $20 million, $30 million to the Clinton Foundation, and then a Clinton became president, and then you needed some small tribe of, of, of you know, gorillas on the border of your country eliminated, guess what? The president owed you $30 million worth of favor. Maybe they'd send a couple of bombers over there. Maybe they, you know, maybe they'd send a couple of those those drones with the missiles that took out Soleimani over there. Or maybe you were having some kind of a dispute over land with a foreign body or a foreign country. Or maybe you needed uh, maybe you had some not so up and up criminal dealings and and, and the, uh, the Justice Department was coming after you and you needed the president to step in. That's what they did. They sold political favor. 
So while Hillary Clinton was running for president, her foundation brought in $250 million. November 2016, she loses. She's not the president. She's not the secretary of state. She's not the senator from New York. She's not even the first lady. She's nothing. She's Citizen Clinton. She has no power. She has no political clout. She has no favors to give. And the next year, 2017, the year that Donald Trump was inaugurated, the Clinton Foundation dropped from $250 million in donations to a mere 20. I know, a mere 20 million, don't cry for me, Hillary Clinton. But at the same time, that just shows you what the product was that they were selling. And the same is true with some of these other websites, Black Lives Matter, uh, you know, other organizations, Planned Parenthood. When you give money to these charities, you have to ask yourself, are they really charitable? What is what is it? Where is this money going? Whenever you give money to anybody, you need to understand where is that money going? What's going to happen if I give? Let's say I think that there's racial injustice in this world and I give $20 to Black Lives Matter. What's going to happen to that money? Is that going to go to help fight racial inequality in the workplace? Is that going to go to help make real lasting change in Washington and 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 make these police departments, uh, you know, actually actually answer for the for the indiscriminate behavior they show toward minorities? Is that what's going to happen with my $20 or is my $20 going to buy 15 bricks and a Molotov cocktail for some white kid from the suburbs who wants Bernie Sanders to be president and is screaming anarchy, anarchy, while, while basically destroying a peaceful protest and taking it over for some other cause? You need to know. You need to know where your money goes. Because if you make a donation to an organization and that organization is funding something that is violent or illegal, in a way, you're to blame. 855-765-1045. Paul in Jacksonville. How's it going, Paul? Hey, how you doing, Mark K? How hey, you doing today? Doing good, Paul. What's up, man? Hey, I'm the one that you saw on the bridge with that shirt. Oh, yeah, you had the uh, Silk De- Declaration of Independence shirt. I love that. It wasn't Silk. It was Dry Fit. I'm sorry, it was it's Dry Fit, right. It just looks... You made it look like Silk, though. That's how That's how good oh, you wore that shirt. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, well, what's up, thank Paul? <laughs> what do you want? Did you have hey. fun on Sunday, by the way? Oh, I had a blast. The best part was meeting you. Oh, shucks. Uh, what do you want to say, Dan? Hey, I got it. I just talked to the other Josh. Yeah. I have a video I want to send to you. All you got to do is watch the first 20 seconds of it. And it's Joe Biden saying George Soros' name. It's Joe he Biden. Says, it's Joe Biden saying George Soros' name. Instead of George Floyd's. Oh. Yeah, definitely send me that. I, I love that video. I love that. When was Did you it? See that yet? I didn't see that yet. I've been. Uh, I no. I've been. I haven't seen it yet. But I love. Send me any videos that you come across um, that make Joe Biden look like an idiot. Because I that's I collect those. Some people collect coins. Some people collect baseball cards. I collect Joe Biden gaffes. Uh, I have four hundred and twenty three. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Hey, thanks for calling, Paul. Great meeting you again, too. And uh, quick break. We're gonna, we got more of your phone calls. We got another thirty minutes or so to roll through whatever you want Wednesday. Want to leave us an open mic message? Do it. The other Josh is working diligently on getting all of those on the air. So uh, just download our mobile app, one zero four point five WOKV in your app store. Send us an open mic message, and we may play it next. Stay tuned. More of the Marque shows coming up on one zero four point five WOKV.
K855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045 is our number. And we, if you can't get through on the phones because they are full, we have a lot of people that are just sending us open mic messages as well. Mark K. High. There you go. That's a good name. Oh, wow. That is a that is a great one. Uh, that is a great one. Uh, I, you know, I don't know that that would be, that would pass any kind of any, I don't know that people would, um, embrace that, that kind of a name. <laughs> Although you know, may, you know, we should probably start coming up with alternative names because if we're going to change names of schools, shouldn't we all have a, like, who's going to change the name of the school? And how do we know that, uh, how do we know that they're being properly vetted? You know, maybe we should stop naming schools after people like, you know, what's, uh, you know, like Atlantic coast. Right. There's really there's there's really no way that you could take offense to Atlantic Coast High School. Um, what's you know, what's another one? Mandarin, you know, Mandarin, unless, you know, you're allergic to oranges or or I guess maybe if you're of Chinese descent, maybe there is a way that Mandarin could have been cultural appropriation. I don't know. Uh, but there are high schools out there that that are not named after anybody. They're named either after a, a place or a town or the area of town. Um, you know, maybe we should just all start calling them by their longitude and lat- latitude. Like, where do you go to high school? Oh, I got a 28, 32, 46 degrees past the prime meridian. Oh, oh. I hate those guys. Oh, yeah. They're, they're big they're, rivals. They're, they're big rivals. Yeah, that's the worst. 855-765-1045. In New York, they just call it PS and then a number for public school. PS 182, PS 420. <laughs> maybe not PS 420. That was more of a, that was more, I'm sure there is one somewhere. 855-765-1045. Stan in Jacksonville. How you doing? Doing well, Mark. Love the show. Oh, wow, that's great. Thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. What do you want to say? Hey, I was just wondering, with all the name changing going on, don't we need to take a look at changing Jacksonville? I think maybe the maybe Markville should work. You think Markville? Well, Jacksonville, you know, that's named after uh, a Confederate guy, so what do you think? I mean, you know what? I, I, don't, I don't know that I want my name on anything. <laughs> Other than this show or a T-shirt. I am okay with my name on a T-shirt or like a bumper sticker or something like that. I don't know if I want that kind of responsibility to have a school named after me or some kind of city. I feel like that's really, you know, that's really owning up to a lot of, you have a, that's a lot to live up to. I can, If I do or say something stupid, I'm okay with people tearing up their T-shirt or using it to, to wash the car. But then if I, if anyone ever named a school after me and then I found out 50 years later they had to rename it because people were burning things. I just I don't think I could I don't think I could recover from that. Hey, thanks so much for calling eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Doc on the north side. How you doing, Doc? Hey, I'm an African American, so this question is coming from an African American view. Liberals want to deface or destroy Stone Mount Jackson, Stone Stone Mountain, Georgia. Yeah, because it has three Confederate figures: Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, and Stonewall Jackson. Uh, three quick questions: Why are black Ladies naming their kids Robert E. Lee if the Confederate name is such a detestable name now. If you Facebook, you'll see a lot of black Robert Lees. Also, uh, do we change our last name if it's Lee Davis or Jackson? Those are Confederate guys. And last but not least, have you ever heard of any Jewish person naming their child Pharaoh or Hitler? I have not, but I'm not up on on Jewish child names, uh, Doc. But I, listen, but you know, you bring up a good point. Um, there are a lot of there are a lot of people named uh, for. I mean, these names go on. I mean, the history continues. There are lots of people in the world named Lee. Lots of people named Jackson. 
lots of people named uh, Jefferson and, and Washington even. Uh, I mean, you can you can go through history. I mean, that's what happens when when names are passed down from generation to generation. Doesn't mean, you know, they, what's in a name, you know, doesn't mean doesn't mean that everybody with that name is a racist or feels the same way. I mean, my sister and I have the same last name and we think totally differently. She thinks that, you know, Donald Trump's the devil. Uh, she th- also doesn't believe in, you know, deodorant. She uses a stone. Because it's more natural. It's another. That's a story for another day. But we have very different beliefs. Same last name. So I think we probably need to look past what something is called or what a person is called and look more at you know who they are as a person and what uh, and what they do. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. This is Bar in Jacksonville. How you doing, Bar? Hey, good. How you doing? Hey, good. What's up, man? Um, my question was uh, if liberals can find it in themselves to believe that a biologically born person can switch their sex, could we also be led to believe that it would be okay to change your race also? Oh, that's already happened. That's already happened. There was that Rachel um, Dolezal, Dolezal woman who was, uh, who was from Europe. And had no African ancestry, yet she was, she believed herself where she identified as a black person. And I think she worked for the NAACP or something, but she was a huge figure until her parents outed her and said she's not actually even black. And then she came forward and said, I, you know what it is though? I identify as black. And I don't think that, (laughs) I don't think the African American community was buying that argument. I don't think they were into that. So no, look, and just because just because one group of individuals in a political party or with a political leaning agrees with one aspect of that political party doesn't mean they agree with every aspect of that political party. You know, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of people in the in the Democratic Party that believe that all races should be treated equal, that believe that there should be injustice in the police department. But there are a lot of Democrats who don't believe that gays should have the right to marry. Uh, There's a lot of people in the Democratic Party that don't believe in abortion. You know, and consequently, there's a lot of Republicans who are fiscally conservative. They want to protect our country with strong borders. They want the federal government out of their lives. And at the same time, maybe they're pro uh, pro choice. You know, I mean, not just because you have an R or a D next to your name doesn't mean you believe or disbelieve everything that that party tells you you should believe or disbelieve. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Marquee Show coming up on 104.5 WOKV. Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are and you hold them accountable. That's the Marquee Show. This is the Marquee Show. People have lost their minds. And not just the people in this room, but a lot of other people. Have you seen my mind? 855-765-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. By the way, we started off the show talking about Domino's Pizza. And we need to do this more often because what happened was um, there's this there's this quote unquote controversy now because Kaylee McEnany, White House press secretary for Donald Trump. uh, She's the uh, she's the uh, she's 32 years old. Eight years ago. When she was 24, four, 24, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she made a tw- she wrote, she tweeted out I uh, something about loving Domino's pizza. How, you know, a Domino's is better than any New York style pizza. And Domino's re- replied with a thank you. This was eight years ago in 2012. Barack Obama was president. Donald Trump was doing The Apprentice. Wasn't even, there wasn't even we were four years away from an election. 
we were three years away from uh, our Trump, you know, uh, our Trump anniversary where he comes down the escalator, which happened yesterday in New York, right? Right. And so she made she made this tweet to Domino's. Domino's tweeted her back, and now uh, now people are hating on her and Domino's for something that happened eight years ago. Well, we started off the show talking about that, and Lisa thought it would be a great idea to order some Domino's pizza here to the studio. So, Lisa, thank you so much. She sent us two Domino's pizzas. If you're looking for pizza today, what a great thing to do to uh, support Domino's in this time of, of, of uh, unwarranted attacks for really no reason whatsoever. And, Lisa, thank you. we're going to attack this Domino's pizza here in just a minute. <laughs> a totally different way than what the Democrats are doing on Twitter. We're going to do it in the way that it was meant. To. By the way, remind me tomorrow to start talking about, like, like wings and beer at the top of the yes, show. Yes, I agree. Right? We'll, we'll see if we can get somebody to. Somebody who, insult, like, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, that'd be great. That'd be, <laughs> and then we'll come to their, their rescue. Yeah. And then you can, like, Uber Eats us uh, some medium wings and some uh, cheese fries. 855-765-1045. Wade in Amelia Island. How you doing, Wade? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mark, I, sorry. I, I'll, a little confusion there. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I got, are you still, do you need me to clear anything up for you? Or are you good? Well, I'm just, I'm, I'm wondering if, if they're going to have a presidential debate, uh, between, uh, Trump and Biden. Yeah. For the election and what to expect. Oh, they they have to. They're they're going to have to have presidential debates. Here's the problem. Um, here's the problem with presidential debates for Joe Biden. He's going to suck at them. He's going to be horrible. It's going to be the. It's going to be the. It's going to be a bloodbath. When he had the presidential debates, when he was on stage with like eight other people, do you remember how polite he was and how he kept being quiet and how he would actually scold himself for doing so? When they told him to stop, he would stop. And he and he, he when he gets under pressure, he gets really, really befuddled. He starts rattling off things that don't happen. Like when he said uh, three. What was it? He said that um, two point five million people had died from coronavirus or something. He got it all mixed up. There were that many cases or two hundred fifty thousand people had died when it was the opposite. He was he was just talking about the number of actual um, diagnosed cases. He talked about the jobs being lost. I mean, he, he, he talked about how uh, what was it? they confiscated one hundred million guns. I mean, there are these things that he pulls out of his head. He can't keep track of these things. He doesn't have that quick wit, and he cannot he cannot think and, and act and speak under pressure. And Donald Trump, that's all he does. He thinks and he acts and he speaks under pressure. And Donald Trump is a master debater. He's been through presidential debates. He's been debating the media every single day. He knows how to be tough. He knows how to take a stance. He knows how to come up with, with, with sound bites that people are going to love and embrace. And and Joe Biden does not. Now, if he says if Joe Biden's people come forward and say, you know what, because of COVID-19, this isn't that we don't feel like debates are necessary. It, it, he's he's lost. It, he's he's proving to himself that he's physically and mentally inadequate to debate Donald Trump or that he's scared. And people aren't going to vote for somebody who's physically uh, inadequate, mentally inadequate or scared to do what it takes to be president of the United States. So he has to debate. And it's a lose lose. Because you have to go out on stage, meet somebody who's well, who you are nowhere near in the same weight class when it comes to the uh, to the to the task at hand. You know you're going to get the you're going to get mopped. The floor will be mopped with you as soon as you walk out on it. But it's something you have to do. So I think that's part of the reason they're keeping him hidden away. I think what they're going to do is they're going to say, look, we could go out and campaign. We could take them state to state. We could try to put forth some kind of some kind of, you know, rallies or we could try to do what Donald Trump does. We could have some town halls. But really, that's that's just hitting a small portion of the electorate. And it's going to make it's going to really wear down our candidate. What if we keep him hidden? 
What if we keep him hidden and we wait until the debate time? And we save up his energy and we give him all the good stuff for the debate. And then he goes out and he hits like millions of people at once. Maybe that's a strategy. But typically, there typically there are three presidential debates and a vice presidential debate. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know who the vice presidential candidates are yet, but I know the shortlist. And I don't think any one of them could hold a candle to Mike Pence. Mike Pence is a brilliant uh, politician. He's a great orator. He was governor of Indiana, and when he was, he did a great job of it. As as vice president under Donald Trump, that man has become sharper and smarter and has, has taken more flack in the last three years as vice president than he did in his entire life for his beliefs and his Christianity and the way he governed Indiana. So Val Demings, all right, let's say she's the veep. Uh, let's say she's the choice. Val Demings could walk out on stage with Mike Pence and yeah, she's a black woman from Florida. And that's a great optic. But you've still got to get through the debate. You've still got to have the ideas. And she doesn't. And she can't express them the way Mike Pence can. And when she does, people are going to realize she's on the wrong side of the aisle. That what she's saying is crazy. And what Mike Pence saying is saying makes a lot more sense. So typically we've had four debates. Will we have that many? I don't know. Um, I don't know. They're, they may just limit it to two. It also depends on Donald Trump's uh, demeanor, because let's face it, CNN, a CNN sponsored debate. Donald Trump may turn that down. There's a good chance that Donald Trump says, hell no. You're, Donald Trump may say, here's what I want. I want a Fox News debate. I want a PBS debate and I want an OAN N debate. One American News Network debate or a Newsmax debate or Breitbart. He may blow the lid off of everybody. And if CNN sponsors a debate, Donald Trump may just be like, look, you and with due cause, with all the fake news, with all the negative coverage they've given him over the past four or five years, with all of the with all of the un, I mean, just unsubstantiated attacks they've made on him, with all of the grandstanding and opinion pieces against him, with the amount of 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 just really falsified information they put out there, calling him a race. Don Lemon periodically gets on TV and says the president is a racist with no facts to back it up, and CNN lets it go, just lets it slide. They are out there stoking hatred against Donald Trump. They also gave Hillary Clinton all the questions before the last debate, and she still lost. And don't think that Donald Trump has forgotten that. He's going to, why, why should CNN profit off of him? So between Joe Biden not wanting to debate and Donald Trump hating everybody in the media... I don't know how many debates we're going to have. I don't know who's going to be there. I don't know what format they're going to be in. But I just do know this for one thing. It's going to be awesome. 855-765-1045. Quick break. We have to get some pizza. I mean, we have to take a quick break. <laughs> we got some more of your phone calls. Uh, we've got some more of your uh, open mic messages. All that on the way. Stay tuned to 104.5 WOKV. Hey, show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045. And man, we, uh, if you ever, if you ever want to see, uh, the people eat pizza, um, online, just go to our live stream because that's all we've been doing for the past five minutes. Thank you again to Lisa for taking the information that we give you and turning it into food for us. And this, it's amazing. It's almost like on Star Trek when they used to just say something and then it would appear. This is the pizza we're looking yeah, for. Like mm. John Luke Picard would go, would go, you know, Earl, Earl Grey tea hot and then it would just appear. He said Earl so. Grey? It was, yeah, make it so. He said Earl Grey because he was British. In Star Wars? 
Star Star Trek. Oh, okay. That's why I don't get it. Oh, okay. Sorry. You millennials. I was waiting for the Earl Grey scene in Star Wars. I don't recall that. <laughs> There's no Earl they Grey scene. They heat it up with a lightsaber. In like, Star Trek. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Yeah, this tea's gotten cold. Uh This is Jimmy on the South Side. Hi, Jimmy. How you doing? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. Thank you, Mark. I enjoy your show. Oh, I'm so glad. I heard now. I've noticed that you have an above-average interest in the arrival of the president. An above-average interest in the arrival of the president. Well, you know, the president's coming to Jacksonville. What an honor. Oh, yeah, that's exciting. Okay, in 1988, I supplied sound and lights and decorations, stage decorations, Mm -hmm. for Reagan, Butch, and Quail at 33 different locations. And I learned a lot about how things happen behind the curtain. Yeah. That to me was just as fascinating as what was happening out in the audience. Oh, okay. Like what, what, okay. what kind of dirt? Yeah. No, I, so this was 88. So this was what? Are you were, you were at uh, George Bush rallies? Uh, Reagan and Bush and Quayle, all three. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. You know, different, different times, different I places. I got you. Yeah. Okay. For example, uh, when you watch an event where the president you know, or vice president is speaking mm-hmm. to the stage left and stage right, there's usually a well-dressed man who happens to be Secret Service. That's correct, yeah. Now, if, if you look closely, one of his hands is covered with a velvet bag, and inside the bag is an Uzi machine gun. Now, if somebody happened to make it into the audience with a gun, once the first bullet is fired, these two guys aim their hand to the ceiling and pull the trigger. The idea is to distract the shooter uh, to believe that somebody is shooting back at him, and it redirects whatever it is that he's aiming at. Got it. And I, I found, I think, you know, there's a bunch of stories like that that I found totally fascinating. Yeah. No, now, look, I mean, securing any venue or city for the arrival of the president and the vice president, because it's 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 even tougher when you have both the president and vice president appearing as they do at a lot of these rallies together. The the security has to be like double, triple top notch because you've got both the uh, the president and the next in line appearing in the same space. The only place that I worked where they both appeared at the same spot was Dan Quayle's hometown of Huntington, Indiana. Yeah. And. Something happened there that influenced the rest of the campaign. The deal was that I was told in advance to give a microphone to the traveling press, okay. which I did after after uh, Dan Quayle got through doing his speech. By the way, it was the most intelligent speech of the entire campaign, but it was only heard one time. Right. Now, the deal is the traveling press, when they found it, it was a surprise to them that they were going to get to a chance to interview the guy that they had known about for a week, but nobody had access to. Yeah. So they asked the kind of gotcha questions that press would normally do in a closed studio. Sure. Now, you have to understand there's 40,000 people from Dan Quayle's hometown and his state that are very proud of this guy. And so every time the press opened their mouth, that boo. Right, yeah. Well, after 10 questions, I was told to cut it off. I did. Then the traveling press and the the guests of the president and vice president got on buses to leave town. And as they're leaving town, the locals threw pot bottles and cans at the bus that had the press on it. Mm-hmm. So the big headline the very next day was press ambushed in quail hometown. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was the beginning of the war, and there was never going to be a day the rest of the entire campaign 
that the press would allow anybody to believe that this guy had enough sense to get in out of the rain. I mean, Jimmy, it's the, you're right about that. And, and you hear those headlines all the time, and things are always kind of – there is a lot of misdirection and prestidigitation in the press when it comes to covering, especially President Donald Trump. Look, I, the first time I went to a rally was at Vice Star Veterans Memorial Arena. It was Donald Trump's – the first time he came to Jacksonville. And like an idiot, I went to the website, and to guarantee myself access, I signed up as media. And I still have. In fact, if you look in the back of my uh, my back of my um, ID badge, I still have the media card from when I went to go see him. And I walked into the media section and I stood on the rafter with the media and I had a great vantage point. I was getting video and audio and talking to people like, oh, man, this is great being media at a Donald Trump rally. You get all this great access. Then the rally started <laughs> and about 30 to 40 seconds into the rally, Donald Trump points to the media and starts like basically lamenting how evil and fake and the, he calls me those guys over there they're gonna lie and the whole crowd of 20,000 people turns around looks at me and everyone else in these risers and just starts booing and hissing and cussing and screaming and I was like oh my god I'm like trying to I'm like it's not me it's them it's not me and I realized really early on the last place you ever want to be is the media section at a Donald Trump rally. Uh, that's a great point, though. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Jimmy. We really appreciate it. All right, listen, before we get out of here, we uh, what a great whatever we want, whatever you want Wednesday we had today. Thanks for all your questions. Thanks for all your open mic messages. We have a $50 gift card to Bonefish Grill. And uh, what we're going to do is I know that we've had a lot of people on hold right now. We didn't get to your question. So uh, the other Josh, pick a number between one and six. Four. All right. Caller number four. Congratulations. Uh, you are going to get that bonefish. Who am I going on a bonefish date with? Worth uh, $50. Looks like Linda. All right. Congratulations, Linda. 855-765-1045. Listen, we got to get out of here. But we've got traffic. We've got weather. We've got the news. And Rush Limbaugh all coming up next. So don't go anywhere. Keep it locked on 104.5 WOKV. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra. Just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.